Self-care isn't selfish. And to be the best leader you can be, you need to look after yourself. This is episode 69 of the Inspired Energy Podcast and part five of the Lockdown Leadership Series. In this episode, Becky Hammond and I talk about the importance of self-care. Definitely over the last few months, the importance of self-care has again been highlighted. Self-care in all areas, that being your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual self. And of course, your immunity when we have a pandemic in 2020. In this conversation, we'll talk about how the best leaders are making sure they're looking after themselves, setting boundaries, and having daily practices so they can be the best leaders they can be for their teams, for their organization, for their families, and for themselves. We also talk about the importance of your third space and how investing in that third space helps you reset and invest in yourself and fill your cup. As I said, this is part five, but also the final conversation in this lockdown leadership series. I hope you've been following along and listening to all of these conversations because I've definitely loved catching up again with Becky and going through these key themes. I hope you get as much out of this final conversation as I did, and I'd love to know how you are investing in your self-care right now and investing in your third space. This is episode 69. Welcome everybody to conversation five in what the best leaders are doing during lockdown. Here I am again with Becky Hammond and we are talking about taking care of self and self care. Such an important thing right now. And it has been obviously through COVID-19 and right now in this period of transition. And it's, Honestly, something which I think, unfortunately, we do sometimes as people and as leaders, we can let slip. But Mm. right off the bat, I'm going to say self-care isn't selfish. Looking after Mm. yourself is so important. And as we're going to explore in this conversation, how the best leaders are making sure they're investing in themselves so they can show up for themselves the best, for the people they lead and for everyone else around them. Becky, how are you and what do you think about this whole topic of self-care? Hmm. You know, this is one that I'm particularly uh, excited about. I think, you know, one of the leaders that I um, spoke with, if you have the chance to listen to the Strengths um, in Crisis series that we did on the Sogo TV podcast, anyway, um, one of the healthcare leaders said, I have never worked so hard to achieve so little. You know, there is a lot, like some people, you know, went home and felt like they had a lot of time and some industries, and some organizations and some leaders felt like, oh my goodness, I didn't think that life could get any busier or any more stressful. Um, and so, you know, it has been hard for leaders, in, especially in those industries, to say, yeah, I should prioritize myself, right? Because just like you yeah. said, you know, yeah. your little catchy catchphrase, like taking care of yourself isn't selfish. Um, and, and it's not. And um, not only is it not selfish, but it is the best thing that you can do for your leadership and for your team members as well. Um, I, I had a, there was a leader who, um, that I was talking to who blocked out time when she hit a wall. She like woke up one morning, she had hit a wall and she just said, mm. 
what, what am I going to do about this? And when she reflected on her life, she's like, I have been working for 24 days straight. And I, oh, there's wow. no way that, um, that this is good for me or for my team. And so she looked at her calendar and just said, the next time I can do this was like a Tuesday or something. The next time I can do that is Friday morning, walked off a couple hours. Um, she exercised that morning. She went on a walk with her kids. Um, and she just, she took care of her body and of her mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was able to show up that day and the following week, even with just such a different energy to her work. Um, even though the stress stayed the same, the busyness maintained the same, but because she had chosen to pause and take care of herself, um, she, her entire, uh, perspective and outlook changed. You remind me of helmet time. What? Oh, helmet, helmet time. Like helmet you know, time. Like, like riding a bike bicycle? Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, a bicycle. Okay. So okay. uh so a I was talking to about mm. a week ago in a session. Um he was talking about his feeling of stress, of anxiousness, of overwhelm, um, very aligned with unfortunately your leader of working so hard mm. but feeling like not getting stuff done right yeah. now not achieving and um we were doing a call on zoom and in the background is his bike his his mm. bicycle and i said to him when, when was the last time you rode your bike he goes i used to ride uh, twice a week but i haven't ridden now for a month uh, and he said i love riding my bike but i just don't have time right now mm. and i said oh so what is it like when you ride your bike and he said oh, i feel free i feel like i'm a child again and i totally align mm. you know i love my riding yeah. my bike and, and I said, so what's happened? He said, oh, I just, oh, I just haven't been making the time for it. But you know what? He said, I miss my helmet time. Mm. And it's that, that's getting out and doing that thing. Um, that exercise, his self care. Yes. It's physical, but also the yeah. emotional connection and the mental benefits of riding the bike. And um, so, yeah, he calls it his helmet time. And I, I love that. And I've heard from him since that he's been back out for some helmet time a couple of times a week and feeling so much better. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. And just short, short, short bicycle rides. Right. You know, my, but, but again, it's, it's the neural connection of when he's mm. on the bike, he, he's taken to a different place and feels better. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's not always about necessarily the, the physical, the physicality of it, though, that is a mm. part of it, taking care of your body, your physical body. It's also creating a mental space. Um, and so on a bicycle, you could probably do both, right? You're creating a, this, you're, there's a physicality to it, but there's also this mental space of like, no one's calling me, no one's talking to me. I'm able to either check out if that's what you need to do, or use that time to process through things without interruptions, without um, judgment from yourself or others of what, what you're doing as you're just sitting there and mm -hmm. thinking. Um, it also looks like um, maybe scheduling a vacation or a staycation or um, making sure that you're blocking time off where you are unplugged for a while. Um, I, there was a leader that I was working with who said, you know, she was too busy to take a, a vacation, but she was going to do it anyway <laughs> because uh, she realized that not only was it good for her, but she wanted her team to feel for the freedom to say it is okay to unplug. Um, and that, you know, she just came back and she's like, I feel so much better. 
Like, I feel like, yes, she's like, yes, I, I do want to stay on vacation. I wanted to just stay, right? But <laughs> I, now that I am back, I, I am, uh, I'm, I feel refreshed. Yeah. I feel a new sense of energy to be able to put into this role. Um, and so not only was it for herself, but then also for her team to say like, look, if somebody at this level can take a vacation without checking their email and without getting on calls, then, you know, I can, I can do that too. And you will find as a leader that your team comes back mm -hmm. refreshed and maybe they even come back with new ideas uh, because time away helps you to have perspective. Um, yeah. And I think what you're exploring there, Becky, is something that's so important and that's those leadership symbols and mm. walking the talk, which demonstrate um, uh, the, the importance of something, uh, not just by saying it, of course, by doing it. Yeah. Um, when we talk about self-care, like, you know, taking a break, what else do you think leaders could be doing to demonstrate mm. that to their team? Hmm. You know, I think part of it has to do with, um, okay, so we talked about physicality, we talked about taking a break. So there's like a physical aspect, a mental aspect. There's also kind of a self-reflection aspect of if you are really taking care of yourself, you are um, leaving time in your day or in your thought processes to come to a deep awareness of how you show up, how that mm -hmm. matters, um, what your strengths are, what energy you have when you walk into a room. You know, we talk about in our leaders who give a damn program, like what if you could just pause for a second before you bust into a room? I mean, not, maybe yeah. you're not a bust, no, maybe not a bust in kind of type but before you walk into a room. Um, like what, what energy are you bringing in there? Are you bringing a nervous energy? Are you bringing a stressed energy mm. or are you bringing something that when people walk in, they're like, Oh, the leader's here. That's awesome. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, there's a piece that you bring just by being here. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to see you because you know, as we talked about in our last episode, like, you bring a sense of clarity. I can ask you these questions. I know we have trust together. So just understanding, like it's all a part of self-care. I think I'm really of this idea of self-awareness being a part of our mm. self-care um, and that uh, it benefits, you know, not only you and your psyche, but your team as you really are aware of how you're showing up and what that impact is that you're having on them. Yeah. And all those little symbols, um, again, create the culture, they yeah. um, encourage the team behavior. They also help you demonstrate how they can be at their best. Um, I can share, unfortunately, an example that's not as good. And mm. uh, a, a leader I was talking to um, in the last month and he was talking about his business and um, he's, I said, how's the team going? He said, oh, I make sure the team have lunch every day. I encourage them to have lunch every day. And, um, they have lunch in an area not far from my office. I've got a double mm. door into my office and I can see them. And I said, um, so what do you do when they come in to have lunch? He goes, I don't have time for lunch. I have, I just quickly eat <sighs> oh, what I'm, no. my, my food uh... in, in front of the computer. And I said, so how do you think that looks? Mm. I've got some inauthenticity, some misalignment there. Mm. And he goes, oh, I never thought about that. I said, so, you know, the team connects over lunch. You know, you you bond as people yeah. over, over food. And mm -hmm. um, even if you take out 15 minutes, if you do have some busyness, I said, right. but you're, you're going to send a different message. He goes, Oh yeah, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Oh man. That's yes. That's such a good example. And how easy it is for, you know, us as leaders to be like, well, I'm busy, but they should do this. But I, but I'm, but I'm not, you know, that, that creates uh, an environment that you probably aren't intending as leader. 
Um, talk about a little bit about you. Um, talked a little bit on seeing some articles on LinkedIn and things like that about the third space. What does that mean? What is that you're talking about investing in the third space? What does that mean, and what does that have to do with our self care and our well being? I um, have loved this conversation about the third space. I've been sharing with a range of people in my workshops. And as you said, on LinkedIn, I put a post on there, which has had a, a lot of traction, which is fantastic. It's something which I find is a real simple way for us to think about where we're investing our time and mm. you know, that self care to be at our best. So you know, if you think about home is your first space and then work is your second space. And generally, for people, let's just say pre COVID-19, they were mm -hmm. very separate. Mm. I'm at home, I go to work and they're separate. And in between those is a commute in some description, maybe drive public transport, walk, ride a bike. Mm. And then our third space is this thing that we do in our life that is separate from home and work, which helps us beat our best. Something we love doing, investing in our self-care, we're passionate about. And it could be riding a bike. It might be mm. going to the gym. It could be doing yoga. It may be reading a book. Mm. Could be catching up with friends and shopping. It yeah. might be going to the cinema, to the movies. You know, I could go on and on and on yeah. about all the, the possibilities. What has happened, unfortunately, in the past few months is... Mm space one space two come together as <laughs> one thing one, two punch. Home, yeah. one two punch <laughs> and i'm working at home and uh my works uh space one space two is together i'm at home and i'm also not able to invest in my third space because mm. things aren't happening things are closed down or um, i've got restrictions that has led to unfortunately stress and impacts on well-being mm -hmm mental health so we need to pause and reinvest in that third space create that third space yeah um and honestly i think it's something so again simple but can have a real reset in how we're looking after ourselves mm -hmm. so for example uh, my wife tammy she's been doing yoga at home um mm -hmm. the local yoga studio has been doing classes online and that's mm -hmm. been really good for her um People I know that have got a stationary bike at home and they might ride the bike at lunchtime at home. Mm. Um, people that had been catching up with friends and then they couldn't have started to catch up with friends whilst maintaining social distancing, but they're going for a walk together separately, right. but starting to connect because that, that third space is so important because when our, our world is just working mm. home all blended together, we haven't got that distinction to help us be at our best. Yeah, it and, seems like no matter what, it's the first thing to go, right? Like when life gets stressful, yeah. let alone the fact that your worlds have collided, that it's the first thing to go. I remember I, um, I've actually just recently got back to it, but I've been doing ceramics. So I like throw things, make things out of clay. And um, I had done this for 13 years. And then um, I started working a job in San Diego where it was many, many hours and I got achiever like overdrive. And um, I didn't do that anymore, you know? And so this is like way before the world that we're living in right now. And yet it's like, it's that, that I would always, when I was doing it regularly, I would, every Wednesday, I would say, oh, I don't want to go. And then David would say, yeah, but you always feel better when you do. And then I would say, 
fine, I'll go. And then when I came back, it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was amazing. It's awesome. And I, I was like a different person. I was like a better person to be around. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's, you know, that's what you offer your team when you set aside time for the third space, even when you don't want to. And it doesn't have to be physical. It could be, like you said, reading a book or, you know, as it was for me, like putting my hands in mud, you know, um, it's just, uh, it, there's a different psyche that's created when you decide mm, to invest mm. in a different a space outside your family and your in your work. In the Leaders Who Give It In program in the module of well-being, I remember us talking mm. about joy and what are mm -hmm. the things that bring you joy yeah. and making the time to reflect what are those things that bring you joy and revisiting those and bringing those back into your life. Yeah. Um, and I, ceramics for you, I'm just hearing that right now. It lights you up, you it gives it. you joy. Yeah. And, and when you, you're a better person to be around. Yep. That is true. You can ask my husband. <laughs> so uh, similar, yeah. similar to another leader that I've been working with. He is a surfer. He loves to surf and mm. he's one of those water people. He loves being in the water. And if he doesn't get that surf, he can start to feel a bit grumpy and he's a bit mm. tough to be around. And he knows that. But what he does and what he has been doing is making sure he gets that surf in and he's even been, I would say, uh, quite clear again, linked back to our conversation on clarity, yeah. clear yeah. on his boundaries. He's, um, mm. he'll look at when the surf is, is up as they say, and he'll make sure that he's able to go for that surf, but then he'll work longer hours when he needs to. Mm. And, um, he's actually, he's had a, a meeting had come through from a peer that said, Oh, can we meet at this time? And he said, Oh no, I'm unavailable that time. I'm going for a surf. And they said, but what? And he said, no, we can chat at six o'clock tonight if it's that mm. important. Otherwise tomorrow, but I need to get my surf in today. Mm. Again, setting some boundaries and making sure he's looking after himself. And I know that might be hard for some people to do in the type of work that they do. Sure. So more think about, well, what is your third space and what does your yeah. self care look like and make sure you're creating those boundaries and you're doing that for yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so then what's the impact, you know, you and I've kind of just both been dancing around it, but like, what do we, like, what's the impact on your team? If you decide to take care of yourself, why do we say that self care isn't selfish? Well, do you either make time for your health now or make time to be sick later on? <laughs> and that's not from me. That's from Dr. Mark Hyman. He says that, and I totally agree with that. Mm. And it's about taking that time out for you now, because down the track, uh, there'll be things which, uh, will, will show up unfortunately in your own health and well-being. And, um, I also think that you are, like you said, and articulated so well, you're a better person to be around mm. when you have invested in that self care. Um, you're a better communicator, you're leading better, you're yeah. showing up, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to cough, <coughs> better. <laughs> um, better connection with your team for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one wants the burnt out version of you. I think in the end, that's what it comes down to. You're going to show up better for your team and for your family, both, both of those first two worlds. If you invest in your third, um, you know, the burnt out version uh, I've seen leaders who are the burnt out version and they are not kind people to be around, um, nor do they seem to treat their family well either. You know, um, there was a guy that um, was the leader of one of the managers that I was managing and he 
there was a story that he was kind of proud of that on the day that his daughter was born within 30 minutes of her birth, he was taking a call that he just had, you know, he just had to take. Um, Ooh. and that just, Ooh. yeah, it, I mean, right. That, that, that rustled, ruffles the feathers of a relator guy like you <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. Right. And, and it, that wasn't the, an inspiring leadership example that his team was after at all. Um, and you know, that burnt out version, uh, creates somebody who's quicker to get angry. They're more impatient. Um, and that, that impatience comes at home. It comes with your team. Um, and that ends up being the result when you don't take care of yourself. You don't invest in that, in that third space. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And there's a, um, an ad for, uh, paracetamol that we have in Australia and I can't remember which company it is. And it doesn't matter, I think at this point, but their slogan is soldier on, you know, mm -hmm. make sure you can soldier on and it's all about, you know, pressing on. And yes, there's some things that we need to get done each day. And yes, we need to make sure we, yeah, we're there for hard. our family and yeah, yeah. work hard and, and for our, our teams that we lead. But in essence, we also got to look after ourselves along the way. We've got to pause. Yeah. Uh, we've got to make sure we're filling that cup and investing in our, our third space. Yeah. So, so Becky, I want to ask if uh, the leaders listening to our conversation today are thinking, okay, I'm hearing all this and I'm starting to think about what I can do to invest mm. in my self care. What's the, the action you think that would help them move this forward? Yeah. There's two things that really come to my mind. One is um, very tangible, uh, which is, schedule time. So you mm. create calendar events all day, right? You create calendar events with your, um, your team members. Maybe you are starting to create clarity in your team and you have a morning huddle. You create time in your, your calendar. That's one of the things we talk about in tackling business, busyness and leaders who give a damn is um, it feels like you don't have control of your calendar. And there are some things that are just outside your control, but there are little things that you can do to make a difference. And this one will make a huge difference. Scheduling time in your calendar for self health, for, um, for the, the opportunity to invest in that third space and just start with, you know, if I was going to be very, very practical, I say, just start with one time per week. And maybe that's 10 minutes before you usually wake up in the morning, or maybe it's, you know, as your, um, the leader that you worked with said, like scheduling, blocking out the time when the surf is high. Um, maybe it's scheduling a lunch break in cause you've been working from home and you're like, realize, well, I could go out and hang out with my kids for 15 minutes, whatever feels life-giving, but don't make it as what I caution against. And especially if you're a leader that you're listening to this and you're like interested in self growth, you're probably like, okay, yeah, I could do this. Right. And like, it's, there's an inclination to say like, I'm, I'm going to do it all. or I'm going to do not at all. Um, yeah. and just start small instead. You don't have to do it all. Just start small. Um, that just one small change in your calendar scheduling time would be, would be the first thing that I would recommend. Um, the second part has a little bit more to do with mindset, giving yourself a mental break. Um, mm -hmm. letting yourself know, like it is self care to teach yourself and to talk to yourself to say it, you can only control what you can control and everything else you have to let, let go and trust that it will, 
it will happen, that you've been doing all these other things like giving grace and kindness, you've been talking to your team, you've been providing clarity, um, you've been flexible and individualizing, you are everything, you are building yourself up as a great manager. Those are the things you can control. If you can't control it, you have to let go and you will give yourself a mental break. You will invest in your well-being by just saying, you know what, I can't control that. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to, um, you know, not worry about it. Easier said than done, but it gives yourself a mental break when, when you are enable yourself to do that. I totally agree. And I think that's a beautiful link back to our last conversation on clarity, bringing that mm -hmm. clarity in about, you know, what can I focus on? What can I not? Um, and, and taking the time to journal that, write that down, work it through mm, and like process that. that. Um, I would love to just add a third little suggestion for the leaders. Yes, this is about self-care, but also the care for your team and asking mm. your team, how are they investing in their own self-care? Yeah, I love that. Currently. Totally. Um, we talked in the last conversation about uh, obviously clarity and how mm. you bring that to the, the table with your team. But also my suggestion is how can you bring this conversation to the table as well? And just mm -hmm. asking them, what, how are you investing in yourself this weekend or in this week? So that yeah. they are also making sure that they're being at their best and, and explore the concept of their third space and what mm -hmm. that looks like for them. Again, knowing your people is very important as leaders. And this is a way to show that you really give a damn about them and you're making sure they're looking after themselves. Yeah. And what better way, no better way really than to be doing it yourself because that gives yeah. you a lot of credibility as you go into mm. that conversation with them. hundred percent, Becky. Um, this has been again, uh, a great chat and a great series as we've talked about mm. uh, these leaders in lockdown and the leaders in lockdown that are making the best out of this yeah. difficult and uh, challenging time and how they have been demonstrating some of these themes that you and I have talked about over these five conversations. Um, we've talked about obviously going all the way back to grace and kindness mm -hmm. and how important that is in leading with grace and kindness. We talked about communication, yeah. um, individualization, which obviously is so important in knowing the individual needs and requirements of your team yeah. members. Uh, last week we talked about clarity and and here we've just wrapped up talking about self-care yeah. and and how it is important it is to look after yourself um so many uh great stories of what leaders are doing so well right now yeah. and a couple of examples of the not so good ones um but also you know i, I i'm learning from you all the time these conversations becky about um, your experience as well so thank you for all that you bring to these conversations Thank you. I feel like the, the thanks goes to the leaders because um, leaders are the ones, you guys are the ones that are doing the hard work. Uh, you know, if it ever comes off that Marie and I are saying that this is an easy thing and just put these five themes into place and you should be, you know, hunky dory, easy breezy. That's not what we're talking about. You know, you guys know as leaders that you're, you're doing the hard work and uh, by investing in growth of yourself and of your team, and, and learning from other leaders that are doing it well, that are saying, you know what, this situation sucks, but we will, uh, as leaders, have an opportunity and a privilege and honor mm. to be able to impact how people feel about this season and, um, and can provide real um, uh, stability, trust, hope, compassion, the things that your followers need. Um, and that your, that your team members need. Um, you are the ones that, that have that potential. 
And I'd just like to also say, Becky, after a conversation I had this week in one of my sessions with some leaders, I, I finished it saying, I don't want you to finish this session thinking this means a lot more work. And I certainly don't want any leader thinking out of these conversations, thinking Becky and Murray are saying, oh, wow, I've got all these extra things to do right now. <laughs> I know that's not our intent. Our intent is actually, honestly, for a lot of this, doing less. And yeah. also changing a little bit the way you do some things so that actually gives you more value and really helps demonstrate how much you care about your people through your words and actions. And it might feel like extra time right now for some of these conversations, but you'll see those benefits we've been exploring in these conversations. Yep. You can truly be a leader who gives a damn. So as Becky just said, Leaders Who Give a Damn is a fantastic, um, and I say that because I, I think it was so great, all the conversations we had in Leaders yeah. Who Give a Damn, where we explore seven key elements of what that looks like. Um, in that program, we talk about self-awareness, well-being, knowing your people, managing perceptions, prioritizing conversations, valuing relationships, and tackling busyness. And obviously, in today's conversation of... Mm um self-care it links well to well-being and to self-awareness and mm -hmm. as i remember us talking about in that program you can't be the leader you want to be if you don't look after yourself That's right. you need to make sure you put the fuel in your tank and um, certainly there's lots of links in today's conversation in those modules um, if you want to know more check out leaders who give a damn obviously there's the conversations i just mentioned and it, each one of those modules um of those conversations, we support you with resources and worksheets to help you uh, apply the key things we talk about. So check out the show notes to have a look at leaders who give it in. Sounds awesome. We'd love to have you a part of our community. And it's been really fun to have these conversations and hopefully provide um, some insights that our leaders that we have the honor to work with have been um, showing us. So. 100%. So wishing everyone health, happiness, safety, um, and self-care uh, beyond this conversation and look forward to talking to you again soon, Becky. Thanks again so much. All right. It's been a pleasure. Bye now. Bye. So that was the fifth and final episode of the Lockdown Leadership Conversation Series with Becky Hammond. And of course, in this final episode, we talked about self-care. I'd love to know how you're investing in your self-care right now and this concept of your third space. So please tag Becky and myself on social media. If you got some enjoyment and insights out of these conversations, you're going to love our program, Leaders Who Give a Damn. Visit leaderswhogiveadam.com to find out more. And right now, we have a promotion where you can get access to the program, which is seven modules packed full of conversations, facts, um, resources, and quotes to help you be a leader who gives a damn. Enter the code 50PROMO, that's 5-O-P-R-O-M-O, to get 50% off right now. Keep well and keep safe.